What's going on, buddy? Today's episode, we have a hot new brand building their own legacy from New York to the Carolinas to Florida. Amendola Cigars coming up next. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Burndown. Today's guests, plural, two guests. We have someone who was in law enforcement. He was a detective and decided to take the leap into being a cigar maker. His partner, former MTA mechanic, and even someone who had a music career, decided to partner up and create Amendola Cigars. And those two gentlemen are no other than Jeffrey and Chris. Jeffrey, what's going on, my man? What's up, guys? How you doing today? Welcome to the Burn Down Podcast. Finally, you made an appearance. I know. It's been about, we're trying to do this for what, like a year or two? Oh, yeah, just about, you know, just, about a, just about a year. Yeah. And then we, uh, we, saw you, we saw you in uh, New York City a couple of weeks ago, and we said, you know what, now it's the time. We saw, shook hands, it was official. So we made a date, and here we are. And now... It was legit. And now you're uh, raw and authentic in the road, so I'm loving the uh, authenticity. I, I love oh, yeah. it. Yeah, it's my uh, mobile office right now. I love it. And we all have we all have it. The mobile office. You gotta you get work done while you're moving. So I mean, you're working and you're podcasting. I mean, if that doesn't say business owner, then I don't know what does. <laughs> so you're working, smoking a cigar, and podcasting at the same time. You gotta do what you gotta do. No doubt. So what are you um so what are you smoking today? What are you lighting up right now? Uh I'm lighting up the Amandola Special. The black label. I think I, I think this is the one this is the one we featured at Merchants. Yeah. Yes, that, that's right. That was a hell of a good cigar. I, I have the the uh Amandola cannoli. I guess it's the Connecticut the Connecticut. So uh, good. that's a good one. And I'm doing the uh, the green label. What was that? Yeah, Sumatra. I love our cannoli line. It's, I love the size. Each, each blend has its own distinct, you know, kind of personality. Yeah, it's great. So then, tell me about it the. It wasn't uh, like a cannoli. Tell me about the green label. <laughs> the green label cannoli. So that is a um, that's a Sumatra wrapper. It's uh, Nicaraguan vine filler. Um, it's a nice medium body any time of day cigar. Got some floral notes, some baking spices to it. It's funny because that that cigar we were uh, Chris and I were trying to, you know, the original one was the red cannoli, San Andre Maduro, and it, it was a hit. So we wanted to add on to the line, and um, we wanted to do a Connecticut for sure. That's what Eric got over there, and then the the other one, I didn't want to I didn't want to use Sumatra wrap because for me Sumatra is either hit or miss. It's either I either really love it or I don't like it at all. But Chris kept pushing. He's like, let's try something different. We didn't want to just do a Havano or something. And uh, when we were blending and tasting the samples, that stood out. And um, it became one of my favorite cigars. So Wow. Yeah, I like I, well. I like a Sumatra leaf. I love, I, I love what it offers a cigar. I love the flavors. Um, so he told me yeah. Sumatra. And I had this I had this one at the Merchants. And I'm like, you know what? I, I kind of like this one. I wasn't sure which one to start with. And then... I think I started with that when I moved to this one, and I think uh, I have the red one that I I saved as well. But uh, here, let me pour you first. Yeah, sure. But it was uh, it's tasty. So, so how did you how did you start out? Like, what's what's your backstory? Because I don't, you weren't always a cigar like a cigar maker, right? No, um, no, first generation, you know, cigar family. Um, I got into the business kind of. It, it was a hobby at first, you know, kind of for fun. Um, I I ended up I, I got into smoking cigars first, obviously became a passion of mine. And I was always intrigued by people rolling cigars and the process behind it, you know. And growing up in New York, I used to hang out in um a couple of factories as I got older and into cigars. I was hanging out a lot in the Bronx at Arthur Ave Market, retail market. Sure. A cigar factory in there. Was it uh L C D L C D cigars? LCG, LCG, yeah, Ryan. yes, LCG yeah. cigars, yeah, they uh, they uh, rolled at my wedding. I just I took a cigar rolling oh. fast with them. Yeah, what, Paulie, okay, Paul, yeah, 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 Paulie cigars. Paulie. Hey, Paulie, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. No. good guy, good guy. That's my that's my guy. So <laughs> you know, we used to hang out there all the time, and I got fascinated with it. Um, then I started hanging out at Martinez down in Manhattan, 
And um, I, long story short, I moved, I, I was moving around. I ended up in North Carolina in about 2010, 2011. And um, I was a cop at the time. Actually, I was in the police again. Oh, wow. Here in North Carolina. And um, no one was doing cigars here, like, back home. Like, there's no fact. I, I thought there would be because a lot of tobacco down here. Um, but not really happened with the cigar scene. Like, not a lot of events, not a lot of factories, no factories. So I was like, you know, let me try to do something. And I started hosting first a cigar events at uh, restaurants, bars. I actually had Paulie in the Bronx make me cigars and ship them down. And I would sell those. And after a couple events, I was like, you know what? I should, I think I could, I was studying a lot tobacco and uh, really getting into like the craft. And I'm like, I think I could, I should make my own cigars. And um, I went to, on a whim, I just went to Ybor City in Tampa around that time. And um, I met a, I met a Cuban family there, still there. Uh, well, her name is La Farona Cigars, Odama Matos. And she threw cigars in a window in her shop. And I'm like, I got to go in here. So I went in. I, I told her what I was trying to do. And um, she's like, yeah, pick two weeks to come back down. I'll teach you as much as I can. And, I, you know, they it was awesome. I, I learned how to roll cigars. And I brought that back to North Carolina and started a little factory. And that's kind of how I got started in the manufacturing side of the business. Um, I was rolling my own. I'm moving a guy from the Dominican Republic to North Carolina to help. And uh, through that, I had one brand called Bull City Cigars at the time. And um, eventually, 2017, I rebranded to Arandola. And uh, shortly after that, I met Chris. You know, we linked up. And that's kind of my journey into getting in the business, you know. That's Very organic. And I left my real job <laughs> as a detective wow. in 2016. Yeah, because I was driving around, you know, my, the business, I was trying to grow the business on the side, right? Like, trying to get some wholesale um and uh man i was driving around with cigars in my police car for a while and uh <laughs> making deliveries and i'm like you know this, i can't i can't be doing this he's <laughs> just talking about hustling man you want to talk about a hustler yeah. right here fighting crime <laughs> and selling cigars <laughs> like yo 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 you, you want you want you want you, you arrest somebody hey by the, by the way you want a cigar real like quick? hey listen you got a speeding ticket <laughs> right I won't write you if you buy a box out my trunk right now. <laughs> how, how much cash you got? How much cash you got? Go away. Wow, that's 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 a that's that's a pretty interesting story. I mean, you don't you don't really hear that too often. Yeah. At least at least I haven't so far. I mean, what was what was that transition like? Was like you kind of, were you kind of nervous, like taking that risk, going from like a steady career to like diving into this? Oh yeah, man. I mean, you know, I had benefits, I had a pension, um, but. It was scary, but I was also at a point in my life where I was going through a separation and divorce. I had a kid on the way, was having some issues at work. And all this stuff was coming down on me, right? So I'm like, I I'm, I'm sinking over here. Yeah. And it was time for a change. So when you're at that point in your life, it's almost like you just got to sack up and do what you think. And I knew staying where I was wouldn't work you yeah. know, i would have self-destructed you know so yeah it was scary but i left i cashed out my pension i invested into my brand and prayed and uh <laughs> history, history ever since man that's a good story i fucking love it man i mean well it couldn't have been as stressful you know as selling the cigars out your trunk i mean because that's highly illegal <laughs> uh, well that, that's the other thing too you know it's also the business was growing so I'm like, I can't I also have to make a decision, either keep it secondary and focus mm -hmm. on my law enforcement career or leave the law enforcement career and just go full time with this because I don't want to, you know. It's, but it's and it's also you probably you know. knew where it's, you know, if you keep it secondary, if you keep it a hobby, then it'll always just be a hobby and it will never really, you know, yeah, it can only grow so much without devoting your full time right. and you're like you know what what's gonna make me happier in the long run sticking That's here and witnessing all this crap and dealing with this bullshit all day every day yep. or doing something i love and turn it in now clearly you yes. made the right decision that's awesome yeah we yeah, love we love hearing that that type of stuff yeah it was a good move you know obviously we ups and downs when you go in business for yourself you know no one's writing you a paycheck you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so 
So what would you say? What would you say was the biggest? Um, so you said you know you had your ups and downs. What do you say was the biggest challenge when you went full time with with Amendola cigars? What do you think was the biggest challenge, um, the biggest hurdle you had to overcome? Yeah, the biggest, I guess, is you know funding um, because I was always self funded at first. So which is good and bad in a way because you can only you, you can only grow so much when you have when you're limited to the funding to actually buy tobacco, invest in branding and uh, packaging and all that, you can only do so much. And then as you grow, you have to scale up. So if you're not smart or I don't say smart, but if you're not careful, even growing can be a problem because you have to factor that into your, your, your budget as a business and and growth because you need money to make more. Yep. And growing is awesome. But if you can't, facilitate or afford a growth in production or whatever, then you kind of have to stay where you are. And and that, that was always a challenge in the beginning, trying to figure that out, but it worked. Um, And I I mean, Chris and I both, we, we cashed out our our 401ks, you know, to invest in in, in this brand. So Mm -hmm. that was a challenge, but it works. And we, we try to keep it that way that it's all going to be rolled into it. Um, the other thing is really, I would say challenging is, and it all comes down to relationships is, um, actually finding manufacturing partners that want to work with you. Um, and we'll give you the opportunity, you know, you got to find those plugs, uh, and have that work out. I've been through multiple factories, some worked, some didn't, um, you know, and even now it can be, a, even though it's always a challenge, right? Because we're a small company still. Um, and sometimes we get put on the back burner, but we just have to keep making a lot of noise. So, you know, they, they don't, they don't forget who we are. No doubt. Stay in but, front of the, stay in front of their faces at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, I like what you said, how, you know, it's one of the challenges is with the growth, right? You have to be careful. Like you say not smart, but you have to be careful because there is such thing as growing too fast. Because, you know, for instance, if you grow, like, let's say you're making, you know, 10,000 cigars, right? And you sell out in the cigars. And let's say now all of a sudden you have a demand for 200,000 cigars. You can't go from 10,000 to 200,000 and still think that you're going to hold on to the same quality and be able to, the same fulfillment. Like, you have to put certain things in place with distribution, quality control. Like, there is a thing that's growing too fast. So be able to, like, go up level by level. Don't jump five levels at a time. No, you got to be patient. You know, we learned that uh, this is a marathon business. It's not a get-rich-quick business. Um, it's long-term. And you got to really love it to to last that that duration. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've learned that. I mean, this is – as long as we're moving forward, we're good. You know, as long as we're not going backwards. Yep. And I, even if it's selling one more great. cigar than you did last year, like – I'm saying as long as it's as long as it's still in the green, we're still in yeah, the green. St- as long as you keep going, right? Yep. Now, was your is your partner Chris also in law enforcement? No, no. Okay, he was on the other side. The corporate. <laughs> 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 he had a different four hundred one k. He was, but but you would say he was selling out of his trunk too. Just <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Now, yeah, because like no, you said he you said four hundred one k. So I didn't know if he was in the corporate world or wherever he was. Well, he was in. Um, he what did he do? He was in New in New York. He was a. Uh, he worked on the subways as a mechanic. Oh, God, okay. oh subway mechanic. Oh shit. He worked okay. for the. He worked for the, the, M- the MTA. 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 Yeah. Yep. And then um, an escalator was an escalator, elevator mechanic. Um, and he's he did that too when he moved out, and uh. Same thing essentially. One moves horizontal. Moved one moves vertical. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No doubt, and right. ha- and so how did you guys link up to be part? Like how did that? How did you guys link up to be partners? Yeah, so so I I got the band going, um, and I was kind of in a space to uh, I was looking for a partner. I needed someone else to have my back. I was wearing all the hats, and uh, I needed someone on my team to help kind of push the brand forward. And we met through a mutual friend. Actually, uh, I was doing an event in Charlotte or a cigar rolling event at a country club. And he was living down there at the time. And um, the guy that set that event up for me 
was like, hey, man, you got to be my boy, Chris. He's from Yonkers, from New York. He's Italian. You guys have, like, the same MO, same Let's culture. Go. Like, yeah, he's like, you guys, he's like, when I hang out with you, I just always think of how I got to introduce you to Chris. And uh, I mentioned he was kind of curious about getting in the business. And uh, that night, we ended up going to Chris's house after the event. And, um, dude, we stayed up. We were there in his man cave, smoking cigars, went through a bottle into a whiskey. Wow. It was like five in the morning. You know, um, talking business, life, family, uh, where we grew up in New York. You know, we actually knew, so knew some of the same people. We didn't know each other when we lived in New York. But like same area, we knew people, you know, the same restaurants. So it was a cool connection. And, um, he, he, you know, he's talking about how he always wanted to get into business didn't know where to start. And I was like, well, look, man, I got this thing going. You know, we're already have accounts. We're making cigars already. Um, we need a, you know, I need someone else on my team um, to kind of take it to the next level. So I ended up leaving him cigars. I was like, look, maybe see what he can do. He was gonna, He started out really just helping me um, and doing some sales, like on his own. He had some connects, making some phone calls, got some really big accounts. And then we sat down and talked a couple months later, and he was like, "Look, man, why don't I just get involved, like legit, like uh, yeah, be a partner, the, not team. be a partner, be like, not be like a, a sales rep." Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, bro." I'm like, "Let's do it." You know, why not? You're a good team. You're, you already know what you're doing. You're selling. Um, you're a hustler, and um, it was it was it was good. It, it was just a good fit for me, for brand, for him, and uh, he really um, what he did was he took. You know, he has more of a, uh, he's, he can, he's good with details, right? Like he could do the, he, he, a couple of things we had to change, packaging, some design, and he took it and ran with it. Yeah. Thank God. Because I don't have that. I'm more the creator. Like I, I, I like being out in front of people. I like making cigars, you know, that's my vibe. He could get down and get those things banged out. So it was a good team. He helped with the rebrand, um, new, new, new bands. Um, and at that same time, that's when COVID hit actually. And, uh, we had just moved factories. We were just started working with Agonorsa, Lazona, and a little bit with AJ at that time. So it, it actually gave us time to rebrand, regroup, and he came on board. We hit the ground running. So it was good. Yeah, because I was going to – because you kind of answered my question, right? But I was, was going to say, you know, what does Chris bring to the table and what do you bring to the table? Because, you know, yeah. you know, I'm kind of more like the the marketing, social media, like imagery type of guy, like always putting stuff in your face. Justin's more like the background, details. How does this work? How do we do this? How do we get this to work? Blah, 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 blah. And, it, you know, it works perfectly. So it's good to have two partners that, you know, yes. mesh like that. Like, I know my strengths and weaknesses. He was his. Now, are we capable of doing everything? You know, can we do it all? Yeah, we do it all. I mean, um, and sometimes we have to. Sometimes, I, you know, I pick up. He's going through stuff. I'm going through. I'm busy. We can do it all. But um, it's good to have roles and know your role. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, you get more stuff done that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know absolutely. I mean? So, but he's, yeah, he's great with behind the scenes stuff, organizing, planning, production times. Um, the design stuff. I like to create, blend. Um, I'm usually at the events, rolling and things like that. You know, more out front, and then he'll come. Obviously, he loves he loves you know being out there too when he can. So it's good. It's a good fit. So let me ask you. So what what was you know coming up with with Amendola? You say you started with Bull City Cigars. You rebranded with to Amendola, but yeah, before. You started with Bull City Cigars. You know, you said you started getting into into cigars and you really enjoyed the industry, the community, and you wanted to do something with it. Who were some of your inspirations behind, you know, making the first Bull City Cigar? Were there certain cigars where you're like, you know what, I really like that brand and I liked what they do. I kind of want to model it a little bit after that. Or there's another brand where you said, I like that cigar. I want my cigar to kind of taste like that. Did you have any inspirations in those? Um, yeah, but, you know, for me, it wasn't so much – the cigar inspiration, it was more like, I was more so inspired by brands, not mm. necessarily their cigars. Uh, I was more inspired, like, um, you know, like the guys in New York, like Paul. At, I was more inspired by him making a factory in New York and, and making cigars. Then I was super inspired by Martinez 
and his family, you know, making cigars in Manhattan and yep. how they operated. And then when I was digging in uh, Fuente, the Fuente story, and still is, sometimes I go back, I watch their documentaries and stuff on YouTube to the ups and downs, the things they went to, went through, the passion, the oh, they had factories burned down. Yep. I was just going to uh, say that when their factories burned. Living room. You know, that, I was more inspired by that. I'm like, man, this, these guys are so passionate about what they did. I feel like I, I could fall right into that. You know, I'm the, I'm the same way. And when I was first started uh, smoking cigars, I, I wasn't really smoking a lot of brands either. Um, I was, I was really only smoking cigars that guys were rolling, like in, in New York City. I found a guy, I lived in Boston for a while. I found a roller up there and I, I really wanted their cigars, like to figure out what they were doing. Um, and, and the only other brands I really, I, I was getting into at that time, I guess, would be some of the Fuentes. Um, I was smoking a lot of LFD and, uh, somebody handed me a Padron, what was it? 1964 is one of the first Padrones I had just like 12 years ago, 10 years ago. And, um, I was blown away by SMR and I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to get in this and make something my own but on the with the right quality yeah know? yeah i was gonna say because padron is definitely you know what i like about padron is they have so many different brands right so many different like you said the story not so much like the this but this but with them is i've never had a bad one right it's like right. year after year and they've been around for so long and year after year they yeah. you know, they were able to keep up the quality and then you have you know the story with with fuente where the ups and downs right their whole factory burns down and then they come out with a cigar and call it the Angel Share, which is, I don't know if you heard the story about that, right? Where they said all the, the fumes that went up to the heavens, that was the Angel's Share, right? But like all the yeah. stories I think is amazing. But I think, you know, when I was talking to you at at Merchants, I kind I got the sense that it was more about the stories and the brands that were creating family legacies in the cigar industry that really, you know, hit home for you because you were saying that, you want to create a family legacy brand. Right. You want it I, to be able to hand it down to somebody and then generation after generation, you have yeah. a multi-generational brand. Exactly. Because at, at the same time I was getting into it, I noticed a lot of other people were getting into it as well. Almost like how, I don't know how it is where you guys are, but down in South, there's a lot of breweries popping up like craft beer. And uh, it, it the cigar industry almost started to remind me of that where there were like new brands popping up this and that, but I didn't want to be a fad. And, you know, I, I didn't want to have something mm -hmm. gimmicky or that went out of style because I'm like, look, I, you know, we're putting everything we have into this. I want to make a legacy brand. I, I don't want, I want the Amendola name to be on the shelves for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Or right. Like, you know, you don't want to be longer. a boutique brand that just comes and goes in, you know, a season. Yeah. You want to be Amendola's here and we're here to stay. And I almost don't even, you know, people, I guess we'd be a boutique brand. I almost don't even like that term. Yeah. It is. It is. For now. Sense, for now. Right? Yeah. For now. <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't love that term or name because it kind of puts you in a box. You know what I'm saying? Right. No like doubt. it puts you in like a, your boutique. Yeah. Sort of, I guess. But. Yeah, for now. Wait, yeah, wait until five you years from I mean? now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I don't like uh, what's it called? Uh, labels. Uh, yeah, you don't like the labels. Just like we, like we don't like being labeled millennials because we don't, we don't, we don't, uh, exactly. you know, associate or We're being lazy. I can't, you know, find anything in common with millennial generation. But that's a topic for another uh, discussion. But yeah. we actually but have same, um, same concept. I think yeah. we actually have Chris in the waiting room, so we're gonna bring Chris uh, into. Um, into the conversation now. Let's see here. For those that are listening, Chris here is joining us. Chris is the partner we were talking about um, a few minutes ago. Let's see if let's oh, see. He made it. Better late than never, as I always say. He's probably in his pool in Florida, right? <laughs> living, living life. There he is. There he is. Well, oh, that thing zoomed in nicely, right on his face. Look at that. Uh, what's oh, up, gentlemen? Chris, what's going on, brother? How you guys doing, man? There he is. Sorry, I'm on a little late, guys. I have a lot going on. That's all. It's all good, but like Eric just said, better late than never, man. You're on, you're on Florida time, yeah. man. Things are slower down there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just bought I just bought a new place down here, man. So I got a ton of shit. That, like I'm 
trying to I'm trying to uh, catch up with here. Like yeah, but you know, even, even though he, even though he's in Florida, he's a New York man. Okay, so he <laughs> operates on New York time. This right? is true. This things is true. we got to get things going. <laughs> That's right. Yonkers no less. Yonkers no less. Yonkers no less. Originally, yeah. originally, that's where I was born, but I lived all over Westchester, man, honestly. I lived over in White Plains. I lived in Yonkers. I left Yonkers, went back to Yonkers. I lived in Greenberg. I lived in okay. Hardstale. I lived all over the place, yeah. man. So. I'm from Long Island, um, but I live there now. I live in Tuckahoe. Oh, okay. I actually used to live right on Tuckahoe Road. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I like to say Tuckahoe smack a bitch, right? Yeah. That's what I always say. It's funny, <laughs> it's funny about Tuckahoe because, you know, grow, I have a house in upstate New York. You know, since I was a kid. So my brother and I, every time we would go up to the house, we'd always pass Tuckahoe. And my brother, you know, being little immature idiots, we'd be like, Tuckahoe, tuck these hoes. <laughs> and now and now I'm now I'm living here and it's it's bizarre. Yeah. That's I, funny. I used to I used to talk shit about Florida and now I'm living here. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. My I said to say my Flor my, my my father grew up in um in, in Queens in College Point and he moved down to Florida too and I always I make fun. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? Come on. And he always complains. He, he sends me videos and stuff. He's like, Dad, it's so, he's, oh, man, it's so slow down here. He sends me videos in the Christmas. It's like 70 degrees. And he's like, man, yeah, I miss the snow. The I'm, pool. Like, I'm like, Dad, listen, there's something wrong with no snow on Christmas, man. But It is weird. That is weird, man. I'm, that's going to take a little getting used to. But you know what I don't miss? Is the high taxes, the bullshit. The, the fucking traffic. Oh, oh, man. All the God. other fucking non Three hundred dollar fucking easy pass every fucking month. Ooh. I don't, I don't miss that shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I could, I so. could, I could deal with no snow at Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, you're Jeffy, getting it right, Jeffy, you always like it. You always like it warm. You, he, he, he oh, bitches yeah. like a little girl when we go back up there. And <laughs> I like, hate oh, too cold, <laughs> too cold, too cold. How do you live like this? So, Chris, so tell us. So, um, we heard a little bit about your story. First, tell us what you're smoking. I am smoking a special. I don't know. Oh, oh. it, it must be the favorite. It must, it be, must the favorite. be the favorite. There you go. Yeah. Well, I, I, actually, my, my the Padrino is my favorite. Still, I love that's. I'll, I I love that blend, man. Um, I'm a big big Connecticut Bloodleaf, uh, you know, hoe. So um, <laughs> uh, I'm all I'm <laughs> I'm all in I'm all in on the Padrino, but the special is definitely. There it is. You know, that's a Padrino. I've, I don't think I've ever had that. I don't one think yet. that one looks nice. I know. That's a belly, that what is that? Bellicoso nice. size. Yeah, Bellicoso. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that label too. I like I'm that. Color. Get, I'm gonna have to get me some of those. That looks good. Those look nice as hell. So, Chris, so we you guys got me feeling like shit. I'm sitting out here in a Yankee hat and fucking Padre. You're looking all dapper. Look at you guys. Look at him, bro. Hey, man, I got. I come prepared, man. We're interviewing. We're interviewing a. If a you legacy brand here, I gotta, I gotta dress you, the part, uh, man. If you ask my wife, you know, if she, if you ask, what does Eric wear? He'll say he wears a burned, a black burned down T-shirt and a Yankee hat everywhere we go. So don't feel bad because that's my outfit <laughs> of the day. It's all right. I, I, I let Jeffy be professional. You know, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> somebody got to do it. <laughs> I'm the degenerate. He's the professional. That's how it works. Hey, yin and yang, baby, yin and yang. So, so Chris, we're tell public, us. We're public figures. So, Chris, tell us about how your uh, your journey into uh, the cigar world. How'd you get into cigars? We heard a little bit of story about how you and uh, Jeffrey paired up and became partners for Amendola. But before that, how'd you get into cigars? Uh, well, honestly, um, you know, I was just doing my thing, man. I, I was living my normal life. I worked for the city, uh, New York City Transit. Uh, I was a tunnel rat for a couple of years, and then I was able to get back, you know, into elevators and escalators. You know, took care of everything from Yankee Stadium up to 125th in Harlem. And I was just doing my thing, working my normal job. I was in a band at the time. Um, never, you know, I would have a cigar here and there with, with my stepfather, uh, my uncles here and there on, on maybe occasion, Christmas, you know, shit like that. Um, but then eventually, once I got out of music, um, you know, I wasn't into doing the band thing anymore. You know, ended up settling down. I had my daughter. Um you know, it, it, it kind of, I, you know, that lifestyle is, isn't the direction that's really good for, you know, a family. It's just not conducive to having a family. So uh, I ended up, you know, dropping out of music, kind of just working. And eventually, you know, my wife was actually, she was like, listen, you know, Anthony, you guys up there, you know, Vince always goes up there to buy cigars. Why don't you go check it out? Do something, you know, because she saw like, you know, music was my outlet. You know, I was constantly you know, in the studios, either at work or at the studio or playing, you know, shows at two o'clock in the morning in Jersey. Um, you know, so once I didn't have that outlet anymore, 
Um, I needed something. Like I'm, I'm the type of person I need to be a part of something. I have to be doing something, um, you know, to keep me busy. Um, and, and something that I'm passionate about, you know? So I ended up going up there. I was like, screw it. The owner of the shop at the time was, you know, friends with the family, uh, my family. Um, so, um, you know, it, at first it was just like, all right, let me go just check it out. And I went up there, sat down with all the guys. Um, and you know, I kind of saw how it immediately, everybody was just family, you know, everybody just kind of let you in. It didn't matter. I met guys from steam fitters, steam fitters, the plumbers to, you know, you know, mayors, the cops to all different, all different types of background, you know? Um, and you know, and, and it didn't matter who you were. You all sat down and this was the greatest equalizer, you know, you all sat down, you, sh you shoot the shit. You got this guy bitching about his wife, this guy bitching about his bumad, <laughs> this one bitching about, you know, you know, about his job, his boss. And it was all the same, you know, it just goes to show you that how much more we actually have in common, everybody. Uh, then, you know, then the differences and, um, you know, after about a week or two, I was like, man, this kid's awesome. And it was 24 seven, <laughs> you know, I had 24 seven access, you know, I keep, um, I'm like, shit, I can go there two, three, it didn't matter, you know? And then on top of it, at the time I was just coming off of work nights. I was working nights on Dykeman. So I was working nights from like 10 uh, PM to 6 AM. So what I would do is I'd go there at like, you know, two or one, wake up like at one, one or two and go there. And then I would smoke a couple before I went, went to work, come home in the morning, go to sleep. You know, and I'd go there every day. It just became part of the routine. And then, uh, you know, once I really got into it, you know, after about a year, you know, at first I started like everybody else, you know, researching and, you know, getting you know, almost like being like a fanboy and like looking into all the brands and, you know, uh, uh, the stories behind the brand. And then I went further and then I want to start learning about tobacco and, the process and how it, how it's all done from you know seed to to, to stick you know and um, I just kept on growing a passion for it it didn't like you know I I, I feel weird because there's people that like that are my that are my friends and the, the, you know they think I'm fucking weird because all I want to do is smoke cigars all the time it's like almost like if you're not you don't smoke cigars it's almost like you're not my friend no more you know they're like bro we don't smoke you know but <laughs> they don't they don't get it, it they is. don't get it right yeah. you're like listen that's i want to smoke cigar like yo you just had one an hour ago i go yes yeah, so yeah. i want to smoke another one <laughs> yeah. so you know some people get it um and you know um but, but as far as me you know it just took it took a life of its own it really did i i didn't it, it's not something that i look to get involved with right away um, it just kind of, like I said, it was a passion that developed over time. And then I would go hunt down unicorns and I, then I collected, you know, all these unicorns and all these cigars that, you know, hard to find the exclusives of this, that. And then, you know, after a while, um, I ended up moving down to the Carolinas just to get out of New York. And then, uh, after like probably two years of me being there, we had a mutual friend that I met Jeff. Now at the time I knew, I was like, man, I want to get into business, but I don't want to get in by myself. You know, this is something that I kind of, I want to enjoy this with a partner. I don't want to be like just me and just, do, I want to do it with somebody, but I, it has to be the right person. Uh, if I'm going to invest my money, my time, you know, uh, my heart, everything sacrifices, you know, I want to be with somebody that is going to be ride or die with me and do it together, you mm -hmm. know? And, uh, you know, we both play a pivotal role in this company, man. It's really weird. You know, uh, you know, when I met Jeff, you know, he's very good at the events and he's good at, you know, people love him and obviously rolling and, you know, um, he was very good at that. I made a, a lot of noise locally. Um, my role when I came in was to kind of look at a big, you know, the bigger as far as trying to grow the brand and, uh, you know, kind of help him in that spot. And in the beginning, it was just, you know, more of a listen, bro. You know, we clicked from the first night we met. We clicked, man. We were just on the same page grew up in the same area, figured out we knew some of the same people. I'm like, how the fuck I never met you up there? I met you down here, but I never meet you up there. You know, you live in the same area, but it just goes to show you sometimes things just happen for a reason. And we didn't, we didn't think it was going to happen that way. And, um, you know, after about a month, I was just like, you know, just let me just get some stuff. I'm going to try to see what I can get. You know, I got some friends back home, lounges, you know, obviously the lounge back home that I was a part of, uh, the Scipiones, they own uh, the, uh, the Atlantic Cigars. Cigar so my lounge was yeah. owned, yeah. Cigar Republic is owned by Atlantic Cigar Company. So that they were the first ones I approached when I told them, listen, I finally got into the business. Um, you know, 
we're really looking to take this thing in a new direction. Um, that was, you know, before even we started changing factories and everything, and they really gave us our first opportunity as far as online, um, you know, online opportunity. Um, so I want to thank them, thank them. Shout out to Atlantic Cigars, uh, Cigar Republic, all of them. Um, got no but love for you boys. And uh, that was a good look. That was a good look. Yeah, you know, and uh, it just went from there. After that, I started, you know, just knocking on doors, man. And you know, I I got involved, uh, got to develop a decent relationship with Brian Pitt in the Pravada. He gave us an opportunity in there that helped us a lot with the cannoli on the map. Uh, we went, you know, Jr. Uh, you know, so we started. My thing was I wanted to grow, 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 and get into a position where we could have our product available to more people. Because, listen, me, me and Jeff, we're, we're family-owned, family-run. We run this shit. You know, it's me and him. So we can only be in so many places at, at one time. We're also self-financed. We don't have, you know, reps all over the country. We're starting now as we've gained traction to build our business and get some reps, you know, throughout the country. So but in the beginning, yeah, set, you know, but in the beginning, it's on us. So, you know, um, you know, it's, it took it took some time. Uh, it was all I, I just want to say thank you to everybody who supported us uh, this far and is interested in what we're doing. Uh, you know, um, it took a lot of time. This was a grassroots effort. You know, we didn't, you know, buy our way to the top with followers and social media. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm, we, we mm-hmm. do it through. It's real. Organically. It's all real. Organically. It's organic. That's the way. That's the best way to go. That's the. That's the only way. Because you know how many times we get approached by these people that uh, DM us and say, "Hey, you want to buy followers?" We're like, "Listen, like, stop." We're not buying followers because there's nothing worse than you have a brand, right? And you have fifty thousand, hundred thousand followers. You post something, it's got a hundred likes. I go, I can clearly tell you bought fucking followers. Okay. Exactly. Bullshit. They're not. No. No one's engaged. Yeah, and then and right off the bat, like if you find somebody like that. And you see, I'm instantly, I look at you, you have 100,000 followers, you follow me, I look at your page, you got a couple likes, I instantly, you go into the toilet. I'm like, oh, you're not a legit yeah. brand. You no didn't doubt. grow organically, you just bought that shit. It's, fu- it's I'd rather yep. have, I, I'd rather have the people that have less followers, but are hit, click, and like on every single one of my Yes. My you know shit, what? You know or, what I'm saying? It's real. It's got to be real. You don't want no, I don't want the bullshit. Like, we, look, we learned, a, we learned a valuable lesson. We, uh, yeah. we, we, so the person who helped us with our cigar label, we're coming out with our own cigar. Hopefully it comes out this month, but he owns a social media marketing company. And, uh, he goes, people always come up to me and they're like, Oh, you know, I can't work on social media. Cause I only have like 200 followers. And he's like, he goes, what happens if you were in a room with 200 people and you had to talk to them? He goes, that's a lot of people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a 200 mm-hmm. people or a thousand people. That's a lot of people. So like engage with those people organically who are interested in you. And it only goes from there. So we, yeah. o- we always are preaching about being organic. Well, 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 it's even funny because like, you know, we've, you know, we got good relationships, you know, over in the beginning. I mean, Jeff thought I was fucking nuts. I would take cigars. I would buy them. I, you know, I, I would just give away cigars, man. I still do. I'm very, you know, I like Jeff. He gets crazy. He thinks I'm a little nuts, but I, I love giving shit away. You know, I mean, listen, <laughs> we're a new brand. We're young. People haven't tried us yet. You know, you're asking them for 12, 13, depending on where you are with state taxes, 13, $14. You know, fuck it. Like, what is it going to hurt? I'll give you a cigar. If you like it, just go buy it. Support us. That's all I ask. You know, yeah. I'm not asking for no return. But, like, we used to do that with the influencers. So, in the beginning, he thought I was nuts, man. I mean, I was sending some cigars out to all influencers. People were just getting shit in their mailbox. They're like, bro, how did you even get my app? You know, like, like, I know like, people. Oh, Don't worry about it. He's like, He's like, you out of your fucking mind. I'm like, bro, trust me. There's a method to my madness. Trust me. And that really started a big buzz for us because, you know, big it shout did. out to the barrel burners too, man. Like I, I, I've been MIA for you guys a little bit because I've been so busy, but I got nothing but love for the barrel burners too. They were a big part of our success. Asshole Cigar Club, La Familia Syndicato. Shout out to Mike Poe, Traficante. He's been, it was a big part of me actually getting into business. The story about that too, but he's an awesome dude. But, um, you know, it, it took uh this thing ended up taking a life of its own man you know it, it really started to grow and and uh you know with the influencers you know i always say this we, we got to a point where we had influencers hitting us up saying or, or i would hit them up and they'd be like listen send me send me this pay for posts blah 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 i'm like listen okay, i'm gonna tell you right now i don't pay for fucking posts i don't care if you're the queen of fucking elizabeth you got a million i don't give a fuck okay i don't care if you're showing your ass through two seconds I don't care. That means nothing to me. You know, I'd rather give the cigars to you. If you like it, post it. If you don't like it, don't post it. 
Because if you really support what we're doing and you like what we're doing, you're going to want to post. Right. If I'm paying you and you're going to post it just because I paid you, that's bullshit. Just like I said with the followers thing. Like, I'd rather have real feedback and I'd rather have real soldiers behind me instead of people who just looking for a fucking paycheck for a minute. No doubt. Like, we want people who really support what we're doing. We want people who really, you know, like what we're doing, like our vibe, like our style, like what our brand's about and believe in it and want it to succeed. Not people who are just like, oh, give me, oh, yeah, I'm going to say I like this cigar and you know, show some cleavage, you know what I'm saying? Or no, whatever we, it may be. A review, we say that all the time, hundred percent. Because we say it like yeah. you know, yeah. we say all th- we're we're not gonna promote anything. Like I'm not gonna post anything on my page. We're not gonna promote it on our podcast if we don't like it, right? Send like send us a cigar. We'll try it. If we like it, then great. You know, we could work out a deal. Whatever. We'll post about it. You know, if you want to do a a, a a multiple you know multiple post deal, or you want to go on the show, whatever. But we're not like for instance. We wouldn't bring you guys onto the show if we didn't like your cigars, didn't like your story, didn't want to talk to you guys, right? Like, it's pointless because uh, then it would be such a fake yeah, conversation. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. all bullshit, man. And I don't got time for bullshit. That's one thing about me. Anybody in this industry who's met me, who knows me, I tell it the way it is. I do what I say and I say what I do. I don't bullshit. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. And at the end of the day, that's who I am. And I don't really give a fuck. That's, that's actually that's, um, that's the New York attitude. Saying, that's so. the New York that's attitude. Actually, we, had a, we had a guy on a, on a podcast um, uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you're, you're probably familiar with being in New York, but there was the uh, Colombo crime family that was in New York, and there was uh, yep. Wild Bill, right? And we actually had his son on the podcast, and he told us, he's like, listen, this is the first podcast that I've ever come on and told my story. And he's like, the reason I wanted to do it on your show is because of how genuine and and real you guys are. You guys, you say what you say, awesome. you mean what you say. And you don't bullshit anybody. He goes, you have a genuine conversation. You guys are not trying to just bring me on because, you know, another mob podcast and try to, you know, use my name for clout. He goes, you guys are genuine. We're just going to have a conversation. So that's why I wanted to come on your show. Yeah. So I 100% agree with you. You got to be real. You got to be genuine. 100% authenticity and, and you'll go far. Well, you know why, that's, man? Because real, thing, man. real recognizes real, man. They'll sniff you out, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, my fault. It's a late. They'll, they'll sniff you nah, out. You good, you they'll good. sniff you out, man. As soon as soon as as soon as you know people figure you out, they're gonna they'll, they'll know. They'll know. hundred percent. Who's genuine? Who's well, authentic? Who's bullshit? It'll take, it's yeah, only a matter of, of time. There's a lot of frauds out there, you know. That try. They have to make up stories, or they have to uh, exaggerate their business or whatever to try to fit in. But those type of people will phase out because it's not real. 100%. You know, Chris, yeah. Chris and I, from the beginning, we were like, this is our story. We don't have to make anything up. There's no nothing to make up. It's just it is what it is. It's easy to tell, it's easy to tell the truth and just not right, have to worry yeah, about yeah. it. Because you, if you tell, and, you, know, and, you tell and, a lie, right? You start creating this facade and creating this like character that you're playing. Then you got to continue to create more lies to cover up the lie that you just you like. Cover up your lie. <laughs> and then you got to remember the lies that you covered yeah, up. Yeah, you it's just, it. you know, just tell <laughs> the truth all the time. Just be real. Eventually, that'll all come back to in the ass and people are going to be like, you know what? This dude's a fake. He's mm-hmm. a fugazi. And that's it. So I'm like, let's just be real. Let's do what we do. And you, like Chris said, you either like it or you don't. And if you like it, great. Thank you. You know what's his what's his name said it. Um, Kanye was on Kanye was on a podcast and he goes he goes um, Kanye says he's like listen he goes I'm just he goes I'm just gonna do me let me do me if you like it cool if you don't fast forward <laughs> right like he yeah. goes just let Pretty me much. do me I'll put out the shit that I want to put out if you enjoy it great if you don't like it then don't buy it yeah and that's how we, somebody that's will how we somebody else will somebody you know? else okay will. the way I say it is you know if you dig what we're doing great if you don't don't really give a fuck. You There's a thousand out. other cigars not, you can smoke if not, you don't want. Yeah, it, right? It's not going to stop us from doing what we're doing. But that's also a big part of why we chose, you know, to do things. I mean, Jeff already had, obviously, he started, you know, he founded the brand with, with the logo and the Italian thing. And that's what, when I came in with him, I'm like, you know, I could dig this. This is what I'm about. You know, we're on the same same page here. Now, obviously... Since that time, we've made a lot of changes, you know, and that was, I think, me and him teaming up. I mean, that was a big impact. You know, when I got involved, I was like, bro, we got to make some major fucking changes. And he was, he agreed he, as far as, you know, the marketing aspect, the rebranding, the factories, and he agreed with everything. And that's why, you know, we've just worked very, very well together. 
We're very lucky. I don't want to say lucky. We worked very hard. We made the sacrifices, but we got a long way. Well, I don't to believe in luck. Yeah, the hard, yeah, the hard. It's funny because it's you know everybody <laughs> says like you know you gotta be lucky and stuff, but it's fine because it says the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, it's that's funny what how I, that works. Right, right. right? So not, the you know. the big question is who who came up with the cannoli name? That was Chris in a drunken stupor. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let me get. Let me guess. You guys are hanging out, and he's like, "Who doesn't like cannolis?" Right? Everybody likes cannolis, right? It's, it's Italian. Like, it's like a little cannoli. <laughs> what happened like, you know, was a good idea. <laughs> so it was like it was like five in the morning, four, four or five. We already kicked like a bottle of whiskey. We were on like our fifth cigar. We were in my man cave, you know, shooting shit, whatever, come, trying to come up with new ideas and. You know, and I'm like, oh, man, I want something small, though, bro. It's, it's like, fuck, it's my fifth or sixth one. It's four. I was like, I can't do a tour. I can need something small. So at the time, we were making cigars at, at another factory, and he had this little Corona San Andreas. And, you know, I smoked it, and I'm smoking it. Because I'm like, bro, I only want something like a snack, you know, like a little half hour, 45-minute snack. And I'm smoking. I'm like, Jeffy. I'm like, Jeffy, this thing's perfect. It's like a little snack. It's like a little fucking cannoli. <laughs> we should name this fucking thing the cannoli. He's like, bam, cannoli. there it is. I'm like, we should. That was it. That's how it goes. There it you is. Know, and it's funny because that little cigar really, cat, you know, put us on the map as far as just being yeah. something different, representing our, our culture. But you know, we we also blend the size, so we ended up not going with any robustos when we started doing new production at other factories. And because the cannoli, you know, really was just such a hit, and it's kind of, it kind of became its its own, like, uh, thing. Yeah. So we its like, own line, its own, its own line. Yeah. So we were like, you know what? Let's just add to the line, and that's where we ended up coming up with the Sumatra, the green, and the white to make. You know, you get all three cannolis, you get the flag, and we're gonna be doing something probably really cool with that for for Christmas time. So stay tuned, everybody, and something new too. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But but you know that. I mean, and listen, we, you know, to be honest with you, I know, listen, I know the industry, there's a lot out there, man. We may, there's a lot of, you know, people with the gimmicky shit and the, you know, and we're not really big into that. I always like to say we're like, we're tradition with edge. Like we like to stay traditional. We don't get me wrong. I love all these out of the box, you know, crazy bands and that works for some brands. But for me, in my opinion, that's not going to last for 20 years. You know, like I want to put stuff that's edgy out, like, you know, that's different, like yeah. a cannoli or have some stick, you know, not, not, not gimmicky. I don't want to say gimmicky, but we want to have that. But that's why we made the cannoli the cannoli. But you want to, you, you know, want something that's, that's respectable. Yeah. 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 And like, you yeah, know, yeah. Friend, cause you got a lot of these brands, you know, I see a lot of the, you know, the, the brand, the boutique brands that kind of come out that are here for a season. They don't really spend yeah. the time to make the cigar a good cigar they kind of just go to a factory and say hey you know you got any blends that and most of the time it's a blend that's kind of never made it to whatever let's say you know call it yep. pick one aj fernandez right they have a whole room. yeah right and it's been sitting there and never really made it and they're like hey we got these and people just slap their name on it and hope that they're going to do yeah. well and it's like listen take the time if you want to make a brand and you're going to put your name on the brand and you want it to last a long time why don't you spend the time making the cigar exactly what you want Making it taste exactly the way you want, the size that you want, the the blend that you want, the leaves that you want. Put all that effort in because that's what people are going to notice. The, people will notice right away if it's a little gimmicky. You just slapped your name on something. Yep. Listen, it, it's got to be the total package. It's, it's got to look good. But at the end of the day, it's all about the fucking cigar. The cigar sucks. You could have the beautiful band. You have the boxing. You have all that shit. But real, uh, same thing, going back to real cigar smokers, that might, you know, that, that gimmicky shit and, and the prettiness. The allure of it will draw you in and draw people in to yeah. buy it once, but they're not going to continue to buy it. For they're not going to keep consistently, buying. consistently. You know, they're going to yeah. spend the money to say, "Hey, I tried this one weird, wacky cigar. Let me move on." You know, so for us, we have our our. You know, that's where you know our business, our business model is a little different. You know, like we dive into everything. We have our four line stuff, our signature stuff. You know, we're using. We purposely go with. You know the the three different factories purposely you know to kind of give a little uh, variety to our pro- portfolio uh, you get like different flavors from every factory each yeah, factory kind of yeah, has their own yeah. little way they have their own and even it gives if we us do like two to Connecticut's, that to our it's different yeah yeah it, it, you know even it, like in the, the cannoli connecticut is mm-hmm. a connecticut 
but it's completely different than our cremoso, which is our mm-hmm. coraline Connecticut, mm-hmm. which because is a toro out of Agonorsa. Toro is totally different. Di- different blends, but every factory has their own fermentation, aging process. And that's, I, I love that. It helps us be a little more creative. We have more options, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but even like I was saying earlier with the with the legacy brand and, and Chris was saying, you know, we don't, even if we have a cannoli line, whatever, we don't want that to go out of style. So the way the bands are made, the way they look, the way the boxes are, those will still be in style in 20 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, we no fad is going to change, like, the way it looks now. Like, yeah. yeah, we might upgrade, whatever, but it still could be represented the same way without going out of style. You know yeah, I mean? that's, we kind of had the same sense. same idea with our label, too, is we wanted something that popped and something that would catch somebody's eye, but not yeah. some, but something that, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, if you put that same thing out, it still had that nice classic look that is, yeah. is timeless yeah. And people are still going to yep. pick it, it up. T- it took us like a, over a year to get it to, to get it down to what it was. Like, because we our thing was is like, hey, we don't want to give someone say, hey, try this cigar. It's a C plus, or try this cigar. It's a B plus. Like, we want to make sure. Like, if we give someone a cigar, we feel like it's an A plus. Like, you don't want to just yeah. give someone just a cigar no. because it's it's left over right. and they put a band on it. No, no. Yeah, well, and that's that. the other thing too. Like, we're very lucky in the fact that, like, you know. I've taught myself how to roll. I've learned from Jeff. I mean, I can sit there and roll a cigar. And, and for, you know, I do it more for flavor, for taste. When we're blending, when we're making new blends, you know, me and Jeff will sit in a room and he'll get some tobacco. We'll bring, I'll bring some to the table and we'll just say, yo, I got this wrapper. You got, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's get, the, you know, from Jalapa. Let's get this from one with temper. Let, you know, try to differently herald. Let, you know, we, we try to fuck with it. So when we go to the factory or whoever our factory partner is that we're trying to work with that project now, we can say, Give them at least, you know, a blueprint idea of, of what we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? We're not just saying the profile. Just give us one. Don't say give us one, two, three and give us a star and just smoke. Like we want to know, you know what I'm saying? We want, we want, we want, we know already what we're looking for. And we know somewhat what the recipe is. Now it's just up to them. And we put our trust in them after that to make the finishing touches, the special nuances. I mean, those guys are master blenders. So. As long as we can give them, all right, I want this binder, this wrapper, this filler, these Lee Harrells, no Lee Harrell, whatever. But then, you know, they ha- they're they the master blenders. They're going to tweak it to perfection. And we have to try. And that's, you know, that's why it's good to have, you know, solid factory partners. You know, shout out to all our factory partners, you know, do what they do for us. Um, but, you know, we are very hands on and we're lucky uh, that, you know, I'm, that we have the ability to kind of taste the tobacco on our own. Now, not by any means, I don't ever call myself a master roller or master blender neither is jeff you know we're not yeah yeah i mean and even guys that have been rolling for 50 years you know yeah Yeah. they might have the title master blender but they'll they'll be the first to tell you the master they don't know shit like there's a floor in the factory out there in nicaragua growing the shit pulling it out of the ground fermented that's the master blender I, I, i think it's also you know i might be biased but i also think when you're from new york you do have an advantage of trying to get things done and get things in order because all i hear from you guys is just straight Absolutely. up straight up new york attitude i mean new york <laughs> mindset new york authenticity yeah. like i said you got like let's so, get this shit done you know <laughs> n- nothing against anywhere else like from florida who are into the cigar industry but you know i do get i do catch the new york the new york attitude so it's good to see some New Yorkers, true New Yorkers. Love it. In the, oh, in thank the, you, man. Thank you. So I, I think you bring something unique to the table. Yeah, you know that's a, you know that's the same thing. We're obviously from New York. We're from Long Island. I, you know, I live in Westchester now, but you know everyone just thinks our attitude is funny or the way we speak is funny. But you know that's a, that's 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 how because you know you don't get that in North Carolina. You don't get that in Kansas. You don't get that in oh. in Idaho. Oh. You know? certainly don't get that in like Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. I'll no. tell you that. So you know, being <laughs> being that very you know outlandish attitude type of guys, you know, it brings that it brings something newer to the to the very old industry. If you know what I mean, very antiquated. It kind of livens it up a little bit. Oh, and, and that's Energy. what you said. Like, as Energy. far as yeah. being, as far as being genuine, when we got together, I said, Jeff, like, why the fuck, like, you know, and, and no, 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 you know, nothing to say about any other brands, or right? But like, I mean, there's guys that are naming everything in Spanish. They're white as whiter than than a ghost. You know what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying? It's like, bro, you're not Spanish. Like, they, like they they can't like, even say the name. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And for me, it's Nicaragua, like, Nicaragua cigars. <laughs> Leggero. Yeah, Leggero. Let's let's just do what we do. 
let's be who we are. Yeah. Let's, let's represent what, where we're from, how we grew up, what we believe in, honor, respect, loyalty, family. It's all about family over here, bro. We don't give a fuck if you're black, red, green, blue, Italian, Russian. We don't care. Yep. It's all about when you light up one of our cigars that you appreciate the fact that, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're supporting a brand that gives a fuck that are the underdogs that are coming to fight and not going to quit. And you can keep on kicking us. You can keep on ignoring us, ignoring us. You could, you could put us off, but we're not going to go away. I can promise you as much, even the people out there who don't like us, give me more haters. Cause the more haters we get, the more it gets yeah. stronger. Yeah, yes. We always say too, like, you know, we, we get it all the time. Like, you know, on, on, cause we post a lot of stuff on reels on, on Instagram and stuff. And you might have like all the haters that come on and they say, you know what? Uh, the more haters better because if people ain't hating you, then you're not doing something right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's yep. right. So the more haters right, you man. got, that means you're you're making waves. Exactly. Yeah, you know? Exactly. And, all, and to all the supporters, man, like honestly, and it's I free publicity. Before, yeah, exactly. It's free publicity. Yeah. You know, because I, I posted yeah. I posted this one thing that that went viral on uh, on Instagram, and it had you know close to like a million views or something, and it. All the people were saying million views. What video are we talking about? Yeah, we had like dude, it had like seven hundred fifty thousand views, eight hundred thousand views, something like that. It was a video. It was something st- a stupid little video that basically it had. You ever see the scene from uh, Austin Powers when Doctor Evil says, "How about no?" Yeah, right. So I post yes. I post something said like when people tell you to stop smoking cigars, and I just said, "How about no?" And all the people oh, in the comments were like, "Well, you're gonna get cancer. You're gonna do this. You're a bad influence on this." And I'm tell- and I'm sitting there. I'm like. Bring, keep it coming because every time you comment, you're interacting with my video. Yep. So I had like mm-hmm. hundreds of comments of people just saying, you're going to, you know, for you, bro. and I'm like, dude, thank you for the, po- thank you for the comment because now I have a hundred plus comments on my video and it went viral because of it. So appreciate the comments. That's it. <laughs> so listen, you, you're, they're, they're, you know, the haters, they're, they're living, uh, you know, what is it? They're living rent free, you know. And yeah, you're, yeah. You're you living know. in mommy's basement <laughs> somewhere, watching my video you know? and commenting. So thank you. Yeah. But um, exactly. we have, so we got we have about like five minutes left. So I want to ask. So so Jeff, let me ask you this: What's yep. the next uh, big thing? You know, Chris had alluded to it. You guys are doing something around Christmas? I don't know if you want to, you know, disclose any of that stuff. But what's the next big thing? For Amandola cigars. Shut, Jeffy. Uh, Keep your mouth um, shut, Jeffy. Don't spill the beans there, pal. No, no. I won't, you know, I mean, the next the next big thing on the horizon, I mean, we're going to be doing our, our third trade show in Vegas at the PCA. Um, we, Like Chris said, we do have some projects in the works. We're not going to uh, get into that yet because it's not time. But we're excited about that. Hopefully one or two by the end of the year. Um, and then... We, which has been great. We've been getting, um, we've been growing a sales team. You know, we have brokers in different parts of the country now that are really starting to make some waves, you know, in Texas, uh, Minnesota, Midwest, and out in California. So th- those biggest things right now are our sales force is growing, uh, trade show, and we got we got some really cool projects in the works coming up. That's awesome. So That's awesome. That. Remember how I said, like, we don't, we don't, like, we want to keep our tradition, our four lines. We want to have that, those blends that are going to be our, you know, legacy blends that are going to stick around for the next 20 years. But, you know, we also recognize, and we're young, that, you know, you got to stay hot. And, and there's a lot of other cool brands out there. And there's a lot of other cool clubs and things that you could, like LCA and all that stuff. So, we're, you know, we're not. We like to, like I said, we're not, we're not in a box, man. You know, like we have the stuff that we, that we are dedicated to our blend, but we also like to jump outside, you know, and look out the window a little bit and do those side projects and yeah. collaborate and have maybe, you know, some of those limited editions, one time annual releases, you know, out there because, you know, that gives, uh, you know, people a little something that like if you're collaborating Fresh. with another brand, gives them something a little fresh, you know? Um, and then if they never tried an Amandola, they might be like, well, I know that you teamed up with this, you know, that I like this brand, you guys collaborate on this. Shit, maybe I might might, might go try Amandola now, you know? So, um, and there might we're going to be doing that. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, you know, it, it, sound, it sounds like the burn down Amandola have to come out with a, a, a collaboration at, at some, I like at some yeah, point, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> never know. Why yeah. not? Never know, never know. Never well, know. With that, when I know, uh, Jeff, we're on, a, we're on a time crunch here, so we don't want to waste your time anymore. Not waste your time, but take up any more of your no, time. No, you're good. But, uh, you know, 
we, oh, you guys fine. He's got plenty of fucking you guys <laughs> you can follow all these guys <laughs> you guys can follow all these guys on Amandola Cigars you know we appreciate you guys coming on and hanging out with us we're looking forward to meeting both of you in the future and yeah, um, you will you will for, uh, thanks for the opportunity absolutely thank you guys for coming on so with that being said as we send you guys off chin chin cheers salute Salud, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Nice meeting you guys, man.